0: you
1: trying to be a street cop. So, all right, Larry. Larry. All right, I'm just going to fucking fire up. We'll just we'll just rock. Okay, let's do it. Hey guys, welcome to this episode of the Street Cop Training Podcast. I'm your host, founder and CEO of Street Cop Training. My name is Dennis Benino. Today we have with us uh, aka Larry Real name, not to be revealed. A ghost, a mask behind the scenes of a very, very popular Instagram account handle. Poorly made police memes. And I'm going to do my best to make sure I don't say his first name as he wants to remain, remain anonymous. And if I do, the good news is it's a podcast and I can edit it. The beauty of it. Yeah. So without any further ado, the man behind poorly made police memes, a.k.a. Larry. How are you, Dan? Up, oh, dude. Huh? just
0: hanging hey, out on my your basement. podcast. Are you going by Larry on your podcast too? No, I change the name every podcast because I think it's funny. <laughs> yeah, that's, the, uh, uh, dude, that's I the inside joke. There,
1: we run a phone earlier, and there was a moment that I wanted to share with everybody who, um, you know, that unfortunately you can't repeat it. But I said, "Hey, so and so, hey Larry," because um, I know his real name. If you want to know it, you could ask me in public. I won't announce it. But if you see me at an event you want to know what his real name is, I'll tell you all about who he is. Um,
0: <laughs> is that okay with you, Larry? Yeah, that's good, man. Because, I mean, what are you going to do with the first name anyway?
1: Nothing. Exactly. Um, so I said to him, I go, you got to admit, my memes have been pretty good. And what was your response to that? Uh, they need a little fine tuning, but you're getting there. <laughs> I fucking love it, dude. It makes me so happy. But dude, your memes are fucking legit. Um and sometimes I see them I mean, like between you and uh and Charlie's and 10 8 memes, I'm like, fuck, I wish I would have thought of that. God damn it. Right. Me and him do that same shit all the time. Is you know, he'll post something. And I'm like, fuck, I had that same idea. So great minds think alike. Dude, I'm thinking last night I was on, on the meme generator app and I'm like, this motherfucker just lives on this, right? Because I, I see the thing. Okay.
0: I used to, I used to, I, I have like a stockpile. I literally have hundreds of memes on my phone. Um, some are of you them are building them and just not even posting them. Yeah. Some of, I mean, I was looking back on some of them from like 2019. It's not even fun anymore. Cause that joke doesn't, you know, cause the joke isn't funny. Cause so much has changed. Right. Um, but you know, if I see something funny and it's timely,
1: I'll put it up there. Yeah. I try to go with like, it's funny. We'll have conversations throughout the day. And um, it'll just spark something. Like yesterday, we were talking about pursuits. And I put a... It uh, actually did pretty well. It, it's it's very interesting if you're looking at the analytics of... And I just started looking at them. I wasn't really looking at uh, analytics in our in our Instagram account too much. I just like let it all out and let it go. But I put one up about uh, <laughs> the two guys in the radio room. Did you see that one? And they're like, the scene after every pursuit. Oh, yeah, I did see that one. That one was good. That one was yeah. good. I did, dude, I did good on that one. I had, uh, it reached, I'll uh, give my insights on it. That one reached, uh, usually if we got a good one, it reached like 40, yeah, 47,000 accounts. Oh, that's pretty uh, good. 50,000 impressions. I, we have, how many followers do we have? Man? We have like 65,000 followers. Yeah, it's almost 66,000 followers. But dude, I don't start fucking around with the Instagram until maybe like 18, 19 months ago when I started yep. taking it seriously. And, and, and to my detriment, I should have done it earlier. Yeah, I started on Facebook
0: and I didn't and people were like, go to Instagram, go to Instagram. And I was like, nah, I don't like Instagram. And then I finally did, and it blew up on Instagram pretty quick. So yeah, how many followers do you have now? On Facebook, it's like 175. And on Instagram, like 112, 113,000.
1: So main you page. You've got you've got really good engagement, dude. Like your likes are they go through the roof. Oh man, it used
0: to, I don't know, I don't want to get like too into the rabbit hole, but it used to be better. Um, I posted some memes that the social media overlords don't like very much. So I've, I've got my PP slap for
1: that, but it's mm-hmm. still pretty good. Yeah, no, you, you, dude, it's great. I mean, I just, I, I thoroughly enjoy them. I think people really, I was actually kind of happy when I got to meet you. And I said to you earlier on the phone, I'm just thrilled that in this world of social media attention, what people don't know behind the scenes is like a lot of us are really friendly with each other. Yeah. Like, for the most part. Yeah. I mean, there's,
0: especially on Instagram, cause it's a little easier to chat. Facebook's not that easy for pages but you get to know a lot of the guys behind you know certain pages and most of them for the most part are really good dudes and there's like a nice little community of the leo pages on instagram
1: Yeah, it's super cool man i'm glad that everybody gets along for the most part um and again i don't want to be uh calling out anybody who we don't think is nice and fun <laughs> no we grateful. won't have that conversation right yeah. now yeah no I, and again i, I got I don't something even... to send you about that by the way okay cool yeah what it, did you have a uh, interaction yourself personally or something? Well, a while ago, but I saw something else. I thought you think was funny, but okay, cool. Yeah, let's, let's just keep it vague. Let's just move on past this yeah. because I uh, I like to play nice with everybody, even though some people don't like to play nice. I do, um, dude. What what made you start doing? When tell me the first time you were like, I'm gonna do a fucking police meme. Well, so how this started is I was
0: probably late onto the whole meme thing, but I you know I always thought it was funny, and I remember you know, sitting at a stop sign with my buddy during some downtime, looking at memes. I'm like, I could fucking make memes. And so I started making them just to rip on the new dudes on the shift or people doing dumb shit. And so I'd send them and then I was like, I should start a fucking page. Um, And I was also doing memes for my hockey team. We had a little hockey page and then uh, I had poorly made memes, which was just regular memes. And I said, you know what? This sucks. I'm just going to do cop stuff because that's what I'm good at. And uh, the rest is history,
1: man. I made that page in 2018 and here we are. Wow, dude, I mean, really has gained a lot of traction very rapidly. Yeah. it's Dude, it's genius, though. What, what do you think your best meme was ever? Give me your top three favorite ones. Oh, God, that's tough. Um, I know, because there's I a know, lot of good ones, dude. If you asked me that question, I would say, I don't know. There's one that always sticks
0: out in my mind. I couldn't tell you two or three, but there's like, uh, like an old grandpa, I think, from a, some Adam Sandler movies, giving like a technical foul sign. And it's, you know, the caption on it, something like, you know, when you tell your rookie to be more aggressive and then he like tells the grandma reporting a a credit card fraud to shut the fuck up, something (laughs) like that. I'd say that one sticks out in my mind as being one of the best, but I mean, there's (laughs) a lot that have been pretty good.
1: Dude, some of my friends like will write in like this shit is J. I I had one recently that I thought was really fucking funny. Um, And, you know, sometimes I think they're really funny and I think they're going to do really good. Like sometimes I know they're, you know, you know, when they're going to do real good, you're like, oh, it is a good one. Uh, I had the one with that with the frog guy in the tuxedo. That was like one of my favorite ones. Did you see that one that I did? Let me let me pull up the old IG here. You said the which one the frog guy or the yeah. Frogs? So you go down a little bit. I, this is one. This one that I was crying. My friend, my best friend Ryan, he's a uh, cop here. Uh, he's a lieutenant here, and he called me. He was crying, laughing. He's like, "This is so fucking genius. It's so funny." Um, I just gotta. This thing keeps loading. I'm trying to drag down to it. Hopefully, this is. Uh, but I had some real real winners like. Okay, yeah, this is it. So it's it's down a little bit. It's this one. I don't know if you can see it. It's that frog one. You never seen that on the meme generator? Oh yeah, I've seen that one. I and it seen. says, "When the sixty-three-year-old patrolman goes on light duty and has to dress business casual."
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, I like that. I haven't seen that <laughs> one. That's good
1: though. My friend Ryan called me and he was crying, laughing. Dude, we we were fucking roaring. Um, well, that's a, some of, There's so yeah. many jokes in law enforcement. I mean, it's the material is endless. I know. So, and you know, it's funny through, through, these posts, I mean, people are really getting to understand and know the, the ins and outs of the things that we deal with in law enforcement. And, the, and you know, essentially what we make fun of is the bullshit. Yeah. I, and I think we've probably,
0: I don't know, we've probably upset some people, but I think some people have kind of come around and they're like, oh yeah, they're just normal dudes. I mean, guys on the construction site, I'm sure do the same shit, give each other a hard time. So am I allowed to cuss on your podcast, by the way? Oh, yeah. You have been cursing the whole time. Okay. So, you know, guys in other jobs do the same shit. So I think it helps out when they're like, oh, they give each other a hard time about this or that. They're not so bad. You know what I mean? I think I hate to use, you know, steal other people's terminology, but I think it
1: kind of helps humanize cops. For sure, dude. And by the way, <clears throat> I think about like some of the status quo right now, the people that are sitting in the positions of authority and police departments, the higher ups. And brother, I think we're really breeding a new generation of cops that are going to be a lot more lighthearted you know, you are going to have your, your couple hand jobs floating around. But overall, yeah. I feel like the new generation of cops is going to be just such a better generation of cops. And, you know, you're going to hear people are going to hear this. We have 260,000 uh, subscribers to this podcast. But what I mean by that is, like, much more lighthearted, much more understanding what we're doing. Um, you know, I don't mean, like, all these old guys are like, Argh. Yeah, well, you know what? They could learn stuff from us. Yeah, I know you're the fucking best thing that ever happened in the world, right? Your 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 1983 police academy graduation was. You guys were the were the elitist. You were the fucking <laughs> you. There's nothing like you were SEAL Team Six of the police world. You fucking fat bastard. Or just <laughs> you know what I mean? Just like, come on, dude. What do you think? Like, it doesn't ebb and flow. There's always been bums, but I think this next generation, as we continue to groom them and have accounts like this, are going to be really fucking cool, man. Like real easygoing, lighthearted, fine. And thats what it should be, right? It should be that. It should be. I, you know, I,
0: and not to sound like a dick, but I was kind of fearful of some of the new guys because I, I'm like that dude, like, oh, those fucking uh, Gen Z guys are douchebags. That's not fair. I mean, that like, there's some good dudes in there, but I think law enforcement is kind of at a crossroads, and I help or I hope that people like you are getting people are paying attention to that, and they're not paying attention to some of these negative outside influences of law enforcement that are
1: really giving shitty advice. There's a, there's a um, Instagram account called good news only or something like that. And I got to tell you, I always thought about that. What a genius account. It's a wonderful account. Matter of fact, they don't pay me anything to say this, but if you're listening to this, I would follow that account on Instagram and it is what it is. It's good news only. So I kind of relate to that because I don't really sit around and bitch and complain about the problems. I acknowledge them. But bitching and complaining in this profession is not going to resolve anything. So we've got a couple of resolutions to make this better. And I think what happens is people realize that what we're saying, what we're trying to do and employ really is a solution to a better law enforcement future. And it goes fast, man. How How long ago did you get on the job? I started in 2012. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so, so, I mean, you've been around
0: You're a while, you know, you're a seasoned guy. Yeah. yeah. And I, I see myself, you know, if people don't follow my page, I, I left. I, I probably will come back at some point unless I become the next Joe Rogan with my own podcast, which I don't think will happen. But um, I just, my thing with law enforcement right now is it's at this crossroads and I really hope the new generation of leadership, because we can't do anything about the guys that are in right now, Mm-mm. but the, the leaders that are going to be in law enforcement in the next five to 10 years, it's really going to be on them to stand up for what's right, honestly. And, and I really hope, you know, accounts like this and some of the other accounts and I, I, I hope I hope that it helps man, because I, I have a negative outlook about it. But you're the, the shining light, my my light that always makes things better. So,
1: <laughs> oh, contrary to people that actually know me. I'm just kidding. We actually no, well, Can have a, I
0: can I tell a story? Can I tell a story yeah. about you? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Can, can we talk about how you I worked for you before you fired me
1: for a little bit? <laughs> well, well no. just I mean I can I I, I can explain <laughs> some of that too. And by the way, Larry, <laughs> let's talk about that. I didn't just I said we're gonna try it from. Oh, it was a mutual breakup. I'm just
0: giving you a hard time, but, but okay. Really, the point, the story I wanted to get to though. That- okay, you tell the story. I just wanted to defend myself, just a hair. <laughs> Okay. So, no, nah, it it was mutual. That's what I tell everybody. It was it's not me, it's it's you. But anyway, the story I wanted to tell though is is when I first started, you know, helping out on Instagram, I brought up like, "Hey, I fucking hate this training company. Let's fucking go after them." And you're like, "No. We're not going to do that. We're not those people. We're not going to, you know, go shit on other people." And that that really resonated with me, and I think that's that shitty cop attitude, you know what I mean? Going out and just shitting on everything because we don't like it. Um, and so so that's where I was going with the stories. That's what I appreciate about like you and your brand. And I hope the people that listen to you and, and hear the things you say, like you're not going
1: out there and shitting on things. You're just
0: trying to make things better.
1: Yeah, dude, you know, I got to uh, thank you for that. I appreciate you your acknowledgement of that. On Christmas, my wife's uncle said to me, um, you know, one thing about you is, and I'm he pays close attention to what I do. He goes, you stay out of the politics. I go, I have no, I- we know there's issues. I have no interest in what's going on politically. Everybody, you know, you could be like everybody else and start, oh, blah, 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 You know, all this bullshit. And and the answer is like, look, bitching and complaining is going to get nothing fixed. Uh, what we can do is take action to fix things. And getting into the mud of, or the game of slinging mud back and forth with other accounts and other companies, it's just, it, to me, it's like classless and I don't want to I you know, people recognize when you rise above the bullshit. We've had people in their Facebook accounts and groups and Instagram, you know, take some real good shots at us. And I've had people I'm not lying to you, Larry. Um <laughs> I've had people literally DM me when they say there's, there's drama going on somewhere else, and we're like, This is why I like you guys, because this fuckhead. Is going to take his time to take you know these passive aggressive comments about you guys and da da da, and you guys don't engage back. You're you're literally just taking the higher road. And I said you should always take the higher road because it's always less crowded. So, well, and that
0: and I think that's the lesson to you know even a street cop or anybody in law enforcement or anybody in the world is do that. Yeah, man. you know just your life's going to be a whole lot easier and it, and it is super easy to you know pair up in cars and just start talking shit but what good does that do nothing dude it does no good it
1: doesn't make anybody all. feel better and the only person who wants to hear it is your your dumb ass fucking friend who's just as bummish as you are
0: yeah and and you know i'm fucking guilty of that everybody um, i think everybody is but so just uh, you know i took that that was something that really resonated me all those months ago i was like fuck man he's got a, a great point like what is the point of just Going out and doing that, and just being negative all the time. So,
1: bro, these people um, like who do that shit—they sink their own ship. They they lose follow ship. They lose people who who admired them when they start to misbehave. And they're just gonna end up in your in your arena, going, "Yeah, we didn't like you know. We thought the other guy was cool. Mm, found that he's a dick. And um, we like the way that you do things. We like the way that you approach things. And you know, man, I, I listen. I'm a human being, and I have moments. And by the way, Larry. Uh, the <laughs> the the way that I behaved 10, 12, 14, 15, 20 years ago is very different than how I behave now. And I'm, I'm acknowledging that. Uh, it took a conscious decision and the leadership or examples, uh, I don't say leadership that I had personally, I had to seek outside of law enforcement to find good examples of this, but they set examples of how to behave. And I just, it started making sense to me. And I'm like, I'm going to do it with these guys. I admire that this person can rise above and not get caught up in all the madness and all the BS. I'm just going to be like that. And, you know, it's great to show up somewhere, especially like, you know, we get invited to events, big events, we were asked to come. I'm, I've i just been asked to speak and I don't want to say because I, not solid yet, but at a large um, event for law enforcement for, and, you know, asked to be to do a keynote there, which is great. And I'm going to do it professionally, um, but when you go there, there's like these, it's like uh, there's like strife. Why, you know, why is there strife? And the answer is because they just haven't been given perspective. On you're not getting anywhere with this. As a matter of fact, you're only hurting yourself when you're doing things like this. People, yeah. people, people know you get a reputation.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it, and it people watch, and it reflects on you speaking of uh keynote speakers just so you know the next street cop conference i know a guy if you need somebody or even as like a jester like to you know crack jokes in the intermissions i know a guy
1: bro we help should you do how about i bring you and you do memes during the whole thing we'll put them up on the screen we'll just take pictures of people and do memes
0: fucking sign me up man i will be
1: you in Nashville. you're right. yeah now pay for the whole
0: thing Okay, everybody, this is record. Well, you might delete it out, but it's No, recorded. I'm not going to delete it out. I'm not, I'm not a chump. Okay, so I, I, the underground got me here, so I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I beat out Harambi and now this, so I, I really appreciate it.
1: Dude, I'm going to pay for your whole trip. Uh, I'm not paying That's- for food, though, and alcohol. I'll well, pay for you, your hotel. You would go broke if you paid for food and alcohol for me. Yeah. I, I <laughs> uh, <laughs> You know, it's funny. We're, I'm taking the staff here as a thank you and a Christmas gift to Nashville. Uh, We're we'll probably going like end of April, somewhere in May. And I'm like, guys, listen, I'm paying for the trip. I'm paying for, and we have 21 full-time people here. I'm like, I'm paying for the trip. I'll pay for the flight. I'll pay for the place to stay, but I can't pay for alcohol and food for 21 people for for, for three days. It's impossible. Especially since most of my staff is between 21 and 27. In All the right. Prime. Well, they're in the prime drinking days. You get me. Yeah, I'm like, I'm I'll, I'll have four Coronas and I'm good. Like, and maybe a shot if I'm feeling like I'm in the mood and then you got me dancing all night. It's funny, dude. Sometimes people will see me out uh, socially and it's rare that I go out and I'll have to ask them, like, can you please not video me like dancing and having a fun and like letting loose. It happened at the conference in Atlantic City. Why was we went to a club the night before and people were like literally recording me with their cell phones. I'm like, guys, please.
0: Can <laughs> I remember you something came up. When I was over there, something came up on Instagram of you dancing. I fucking lost it, man. I
1: thought that was the funniest shit ever. I was giving <laughs> you such a hard time. You know what's interesting, bro? I, years and years ago, I got invited to a wedding. I was seeing a girl and uh, I got invited to a wedding. I just, I was seeing her for like three weeks. I ended up meeting her father uh, and they liked me. You know, I was cool. And they're like, hey, we're, you know, my cousin's getting married. You should come. And I'll never forget her telling me my grandfather, who her grandfather got up and he was dancing, he was old. I go, grandfather's all for dancing. She goes, my grandfather just started dancing. I go, what do you mean? She goes, well, he told us his one biggest regret in life was not dancing. He would sit and watch everybody else. He didn't think he was a good dancer. He was worried about what people would think and uh, he wouldn't get up and dance. And I'm like, you know what, man? That really always resonated with me. I don't want to be regretful like this guy, concerned what people think or concerned about what I look like while I'm doing it. And by the way, if you don't know, old Den's got uh, some okay moves. I'm I'm not too bad. You do, man. You do.
0: Like you have a you have a future on TikTok for sure. If this doesn't work out, <laughs> I'm
1: trying to learn. i to learn the jerk in my basement. Oh, I never mind. I don't think we can make that joke here. But. You can. I, I, I'm familiar with the jerk already. The other jerk.
0: Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a married with that, kids. Or, you know. You
1: know what the jerk is. Oh yeah. I'm talking about the jerk where you like skip backwards. Oh no, no. I was talking about a different jerk. Like I envision myself going to a wedding this spring and surprising everybody i'm a bigger guy right and people sometimes be like you can move and i'm like yeah yeah yeah, i know i look a little stiff and rigid but old then can can move the hips got like my third my third uh down in the in the line of children the cadre of i know you got mad kids too larry yeah how many kids you got three or four four yeah we're both on the same page i, I forgot which one it was yeah um i got my middle one my third one down this kid can shake it man he's yeah, got a huge my oldest kid, he can fucking he
0: he moves a little bit, so yeah. But then if he you know gets caught, then he stops. But
1: yeah, I I, I can relate to that. Um, anyway, you have any questions for me? Since we're gonna we're gonna reciprocate this podcast back and forth. Um, I mean, we're gonna post it on ours and you post it on yours. How we usually do things. We'll give you a copy of it, right? Um, I want to
0: know, and I think the people want to know what, what's your problem with Crown Vics.
1: <laughs> That's what we need to know, dude. I when you started talking, I'm like, this motherfucker is gonna. This is this sounds legit, and then it's gonna <laughs> it's gonna go just so fucking at ad- like we're so on the same page with being complete idiots. Um, what's my problem with Crown Vics? Namely, the the acceleration of a Crown Victoria. Is one of the most disheartening things in the world for me. And I will give it to you. What a car. Comfortable, reliable. That those things are, I mean, they're they're on, they're they're great. God damn. Did you guys chase a lot where you worked? What's a pursuit? I don't know what yeah. that is. Yeah, exactly. So we did. And brother, I mean, when when you're chasing V six Honda Accords and you don't stand a chance because they got <laughs> like, dude, the Vicks are such dogs. In a, in a pursuit, they—they they are,
0: dude. I've never—I—I I have to be honest. I've—I've I've never been in a pursuit with a Vic. I've been in a pursuit with a
1: new Caprice, in a Tahoe. Yeah, those the are Tahoe was chips. awful. Yeah, the tire, the Tahoes are dogs. People tell me the uh, the supercharged Explorers are, are fast. They told me that. Yeah, we've had the I had like the soccer mom Explorers that didn't. Yeah, have, they gave, that they they weren't. They're awful. God awful. They, the worst they, well, because the department ever. cheaped out, they bought you four cylinder chargers. I'm not charging. I'm sorry. Yeah, and I've never had. i
0: heard the Chargers are pretty good. I've never driven a Charger, though.
1: The Chargers are good, dude. We got Chargers. As soon as we got them, like 440 horsepower with 405 horsepower, the, the Vic was 220 horsepower in a 4,500-pound frame. If you drop that thing below 60 in a pursuit and you got back down into first gear, the whole game of that Crown Vic is to not get back into first gear. That first gear, that... You start to go... <laughs> You got to keep it up there. So like, if there was a red light, I'm like, I cannot stop at this red light in this pursuit. We will never catch up again. I got to keep, I got to just run the fucking risk of going through this red light at like 40 to keep us in second gear and above. If you were in second gear and above, you stood a chance. Then on top of it, dude, this may sound crazy. They're electronically limited to like 127 miles an hour. Sounds nuts until you're chasing cars that go faster than 127 miles an hour. And especially if it's like a real serious felony. And I'm like, go faster like you know we're chasing three o'clock in the morning on big five lane open highways there's nobody on the road it's dry out we're in good shape i can drive and um brother those things in a pursuit it's the only thing i i, I like the car it's just in a pursuit they are just think, listen even the turning good turning all that stuff they're great they just are so fucking slow then we got chargers the problem with the chargers is they're pieces of shit but they're fast so like you're fucking in a pursuit with a charger, you're hitting the fucking brakes, and it ain't stopping, right? You're like, oh shit, I'm losing the goddamn brakes in this thing. Those cars are not built; they're built to be fast, but I think they're built for like to be fast for like three minutes,
0: and then. I would say my my experience with the Crown Vic. So like in the academy and the driving and stuff. So we had the the new Caprice, which isn't that new anymore. But so we had the new Caprice. They were fast, right? Shit, fast yeah. as shit in a straight line. But you go run through these road courses, Crown Vic beat it every single time because great Caprice, handling. Yeah, because Caprice can't handle. So I, I haven't taken a Caprice out or a, a Vic out on the open road in a pursuit. So I, I will take your word for it, but I still think it's the greatest car of all time.
1: I, I think listen, not arguing it was a great car. It just it's in a pursuit and we pursued a lot. We were we were an agency that was known. Like you go through there and they start chasing you, they're not stopping. And dude, we were crazy. Like we were we chasing three o'clock in the afternoon, schools letting now we're still chasing you. We don't give a fuck. And we had twenty eight schools in the, in the district. what
0: do you think what do you think about the the lack of pursuits in law enforcement now? What's your humble opinion on that? Um, I, th- well, I
1: well, uh, so there's two sides to it, right? But I think that I think that it's a bad idea that we are not pursuing at all. I think that there could be a nice, happy middle ground. And again, there are a lot of agencies that are that are pursuing and i'm telling you i'm they're still pursuing a lot i travel the country so i went to alabama i taught a class in the um in the gulf coast there and every car that pulled in was a chase rated tahoe right dropped the black rims and i'm like you guys it'd be like you know i don't eat something just during the pandemic like 83 people in the class i'm like you guys chase down here still like oh hell yeah so in alabama they make four dollars an hour as cops but they'll chase you. They've got brand new, beautiful, dropped chase trucks and are like, we'll fuck you up. Like you that's ain't awful. going nowhere in Alabama. So you you uh, brought up a good point with the happy medium, though. And I think that's the problem
0: with a lot of stuff in law enforcement is, you know, yeah, we need to be chasing fucking homicide suspects, right? We need to be chasing bad people. You know, depending on what it is, I can I see the risk, you know, do you want to kill a family going through right. a red light for something stupid? Right. No, obviously no one wants to do that. You have to weigh the risk. But just these agencies take it way too far where there's no policy at all, or there's so
1: much policy, you don't know if you violated a policy when you walked out to your car that morning. It's spineless leadership dictated by liberal, uh, liberal agenda. It's mean, so all it's a it's just a simple equation. You it got is people in charge who are afraid to say anything. It's like, well, no, don't no pursue policy. I don't want to jeopardize. And you know, you don't realize that like you hear these stories. There was a pursuit. They didn't call it off. And there was a fucking woman who was kidnapped in the trunk. Thank God they followed her, right? Yeah. Um, I think it's more often than not that when these people do run, there's a good reason for running. Yep. Have I had pursuits where the guy's like, I'm like, what are you, why would you do this? Like, I was suspended, right? If I would have known that. But I also had pursuits where I'm like, no, now we're searching the car for the pursuit. And there's three stolen handguns that were used in a homicide. You know, One was using a homicide. In the trunk of the car. So what do we do? We just cut it off because there was no... Resi- there's got to be this equal balance between... And it's hard to call it, man. And there's got to be an equal balance between resolving crime as law enforcement. And like in Florida, dude, They when I'm there, they're like, literally don't chase. Like we don't... Like when I was in Jacksonville, they like, well, like... Yes, I think it was Jacksonville. They're like, if you run from us here, we don't even... There's not even a person... We're not even pursuing you. Like we're just not. And then you're giving you're giving these police officers a tough decision to make where they could be set up for failure or be put on a chopping block by their administrations because of this zero pursuit policy. And people know that word gets out quick. They're not going to chase you. Just run. Yep, absolutely. I mean, you know, the, my favorite's a stolen
0: car thing. Well, it's just a stolen car. It's just a property crime. Stolen cars are the nexus of all crime, in my opinion. That's right. Yeah. It's tied to fucking everything. And you're just letting these dudes go. It's wild to me. The guys that are going to stop—that's your crack rental, okay? That's
1: that's a crack rental. The guys that aren't stopping—those are the dudes we need to be stopping. I know, dude. And, and then I ask, like, can you guys like pin them in? They're like, no, we can't do that either. Like, I'm talking like at a stoplight. You guys can just box them in. A stopped car? Nope, it's against policy. What?
0: Like, I, and it's crazy. They they'll give you like I know an agency out of state where you can pursue, but you have no way to end it. Because you can't you're not authorized to do a pit. You just have to chase them until they stop. What is the point? New Jersey. Oh, is Jersey like that too? Okay. Pits are complete. Pit is considered deadly force here. Oh wow. Mm -hmm. Uh, See, and that's crazy. How do you stop a car if you're not given a a
1: way to stop it? Other than fucking. Honestly, you hope they run out of gas. You hope they crash. That's how they end here. In Jersey, they end when they crash. And and generally it's because they were they're just most people aren't skilled to drive. Most people are not skilled to drive at that kind of environment and dynamic. You know what I mean? Yeah. Shit. Most cops aren't even skilled enough to drive in pursuits. Let's face facts. I crack up when I see some videos
0: of like, oh, that was a great pit. And I'm like, no, they just hit the guy's car and he crashed. That's not a pit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's not a pit.
1: Yeah. Well, um, I like the guys. It's funny here when they like, well, they'll, they'll flee across the bridge into, uh, into Pennsylvania. And then PSP will get involved and they, they can pit in PA. And these guys don't realize, like, once you get into PA, we're pitting your ass. like. And, you know, you got everybody else following. We're allowed to go into other states. We do. I've chased into New York. I've chased into PA. Um, we're not far from it. And uh, once you get into Pennsylvania, the state police come out. They're just going to pit the car. We'll actually just wait for them to do it. That's
0: awesome. Yeah, it's isn't it a shame when you have to watch another agency do your job because you're not allowed to?
1: You know, fortunately for us, we were the agency that did the job while you guys had to, like, follow us. So I didn't really get a lot of that insecurity. But people would do jobs with us and they're like, man, you guys are so lucky. The next town over from us, there was a town, listen to this. The, the mayor, who is this liberal lunatic, started changing out their Crown Vicks and getting these guys Ford Escape hybrids as patrol cars. Come on. I swear to God, dude. And they'd pull up to mutual jobs. Like, like you know the sound golf carts make when they pull up like that, like, Not even like the not even those good ones at Disney, like the ones that are just electric. Yeah. Right? The easy go golf carts are just like they're like pulling up. You just hear these things like and dude, they these cars were our mall security in our town had better patrol cars than this police department. That's amazing. Could you imagine, dude? See, and that's isn't that and that's the hard thing, is is you may get
0: into an apartment where you're like, this is awesome, this is great. Like where I started great. When I started there, it was fucking great. And then when I left, obviously it wasn't, but you started these great agencies and then, you know, one election later you drive in hybrids. It's crazy.
1: It's wild, dude. And and again, there'll be, they'll never, even though we know the solve is to remove politics from law enforcement, it'll never happen. No. And that, and that's, I mean, the
0: biggest enemy of it is, you know, I, I had an exit interview when I left and the chief said, yeah, I recognize all these problems, but I can't do anything about it because if i say something that's bullshit why are you sitting in that chair and i know that view is shared by many people
1: in higher positions in police departments it's well, listen, I, I get i get people's hands are tied at times you know what i mean and and they have to do things that are against their mo- but you're about to see i mean tom rizzo's our leadership guy and hopefully he's setting the precedent for how to behave i don't know if you saw did you see tom rizzo's interview with a uh with a kid who like made a, a threat in the town that he that he's the captain in. I haven't seen that. I do pay attention to a lot of stuff he does because he's he, he's a great <laughs> dude, man. Yeah, he's he, uh, he'll he be in here today. Um, he actually, <laughs> the news reporter goes, and if this person brought this gun to school, would that be a deadly force situation? Tom goes, uh, right on Channel 4 News, you could expect us to kill you. We will kill you. He's like, absolutely, <laughs> we're going to kill you. And like, you know, it's just, <laughs> he just, but he commands so much respect from everybody because he does not pander. He literally says to people, you're fucking wrong. And we're going to stand up for our people. And dude, you know, I mean, hopefully great things to come for Tom in the future, as they should. And that's the leader. Bro, look at these people, these sheriffs in in the South, uh, you know, in Florida, namely. You get these guys, uh, Polk County, I think is one, and uh, Grady Judge. Grady Judge, yep. And then the other guy, Wayne something. I mean, these people are going on. And then you got the other sheriffs now joining in so like they're kind of like what they're doing they're like fuck i want to be like these guys too they're becoming national figures and now they like you'd see these new faces showing up but these florida sheriffs are are typical of doing what we don't care what you think they should have shot them more evil can never be dead enough you fuck with us we're gonna shoot your ass right and and what happens the media then bucks down they get scared they know they can't get anything out of them They go look for the weak administration. They go to Houston, Texas. They go to they go find these weak, weak administrators, uh, these chiefs who are like just pandering liberal, like butt munches that are not doing anything to help the cause. They they just fold like cheap chairs. They're scared. They don't know what to do. They're afraid to stand up for the men. They've been horrible people their whole lives, and um, that's who they go and find. And then that's what makes news. They don't they don't fuck with these people. And you know, to be honest with you. We get fucked with. There's there's media outlets. There's one right now fucking with us. And I literally want to write back, but I'm not going to like, you can blow me. That's why I want to write back. Just, I want to write back blow me.
0: (laughs) You Um, should. It would be great.
1: But it's only going to provoke it. Oh, yeah. But uh, I'm I'm looking forward to the first interview that I get to do on news networks. And they're like, what do you think of this? I'm bringing Tom Rizzo. I'm going to go talk to him on the right here. Uh, you're not gonna talk to me, talk to him. Tom Rizzo, if you get into a debate with Tom Rizzo, you're in trouble. And then on my left shoulder to be Zach Miller. Zach Miller's our our case law expert. I'm gonna bring those two guys. I'll may say a few words and I'll go, ask Tom what he thinks about that. You don't want to fuck with Tom. You he he can't be beaten in a debate. It's it's terrifying. He's he's the smartest guy. He's so goddamn smart. <laughs> He'll fucking kill you in litigation. He'll destroy you. So uh And, 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 that, and that's what
0: we need in leadership is we need we need smart people, not just political pawns And that and that's essentially what it is. Is you get a lot of chiefs that they're mouthpiece, and that's why they're there. These these weren't people on the street. These are people that fucking hid from police work for years and years and years, and they promoted when it was time to promote because that's what you're supposed to do. And then all of a sudden they're fucking chief, and they have no idea what they're doing or what their guys
1: are doing. Yep, I know. And hey, by the way, you know if you're that person, we're inviting you to change and be the right person for everybody else. But I mean, I I honestly, Larry, I do believe that there is going to be a continued shift in how things are done when there's an example being set by at least us and the people who are our cohorts to have this conversation without fear, because the recourse is, just happened recently. We had one of our guys in here, he's like, you know, uh, one of the guys that, Works at this prosecutor's office wants to come to the training, but they said they're not allowed to go because they the the, the this command staff asked if I still own the company. Did Dennis mean I still own the company? And I started laughing. He's like, "What do you find funny?" I go, "I love it, dude. I love the fact that we are continuing to call out what the problems are, and 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 calling for change to make this thing better. So cops get killed less, they kill themselves less, and we catch more bad guys. Right? That's really the whole game." Yeah, and they. Get so offended by being put on the, being, by being exposed by the things that we say, not knowing what they're talking about, that the only thing they can do is tell their fucking people, you can't go to that class. And that just tickles me. Cause you know what's going to happen? The guy's going to come anyway. He's going to have to pay out of pocket. That makes me so happy, dude. Because I always talk to these people who are the next and upcoming, like, yeah, as soon as this administration gets out of here, everybody's going to street cop training. This fucking fuckhead at the top. You know, he's a fucking jerk off. Nobody likes him. He hates you because you talk like this. And I'm like, yeah, I get it, bro. But I'm not going to pander to try to convince your administration, who everybody hates anyway, to think that we're good. We know we have a great product. I'm fucking gonna, oh, hey, maybe you misunderstood something I said. When I said cops should spend more time catching criminals, not writing tickets. Let me explain. I'm not going to explain. That's how I feel, right? If you've got time to write tickets, you got time to go out and catch criminals, and then, of course, everybody's so fucking stupid. They're like, "Oh, your traffic stops lead to to catching bad guys." Yeah, I know. That's what we teach. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> I made a I made a meme about that. Like, basically, that you're the guy. It was a Crown Vic with a license plate that said "Not a cop." And I said, "When you pull over cars just to write tickets and you don't." Yes, hit. I saw it. it was recent. And, and like, I and I make a lot of jokes about sitting in parking lots. And I'll I'll be frank with you if you're a guy in like chicago or one of these shitty cities where if you go do your job you're gonna get hung the dry fuck them sit in a parking lot that's my opinion yeah uh i agree but but if you're I got, somewhere so I, got, where, I got one better i got one better larry Caleb. Uh, how about you leave right go, work fuck somewhere him. else if you can. Go, go work somewhere else stop stop uh, sitting around the my out. only thing with that is i get you know because i was lucky i was one of the lucky ones i could leave i worked at an apartment with paid really well dudes are stuck you know, they get these, you
1: know, high price mortgages. Uh, they think they're stuck. You yeah. can, uh, no, no, I'm I don't know, I, say- I, I will, listen, I will tell you that they're not stuck. And I, I'm telling you. Can you can make
0: changes in your life. I'm just saying that it's,
1: it's a difficult transition and I can see why okay. people. Difficult transition. Everything in life that's worth it is difficult, right? It's difficult having four kids, isn't it? But is it worth it? They're not fucking stuck. They're full of shit. They're telling themselves a romantic story and they find one or two other people who'd say the same stupid shit, and nah, now the grass isn't greener. We get paid good here. Your variables on $4 an hour difference of your happiness. Go fucking learn how to scan barcodes in Target and sell it on eBay and make fucking another 50,000 a year doing that 12 hours a week. Like, uh, hear, hear me out. Hear me out, okay. though. Hear me Go out. So uh, this is an example I use. And and I,
0: I think, and I stand by what I said. I think you... You should leave if you can. Or, and I know the whole if thing, I get it. But let me throw out something else. You live somewhere you really like. Your family is happy. Your wife is happy. Is it worth staying there in a bad department for your family's happiness? Don't you think that- That's you it's just a hypothetical that you have to answer on your own. Let me ask own. you this. Yeah, and, and by let me just remind everybody on the subject. And social I'm the guy social. that left, by the way. I answered that question. I left. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm just throwing that
1: out there for other people. How about this? Like- There's a thing called being selfish to be selfless. So I get den right every single day before I'm den to the family that needs den to be den. If I was miserable, in turn, that's a domino effect that's gonna go into my family. And that's what happens. That's why these fucking divorces start to happen. That's why these people have bad relationships with their families and their friends. They're so goddamn miserable at their job, which you're spending a far majority of your life at. It becomes your life that that just trickles into everything else you're doing. And, and I've got to be honest with you. I have not met one person yet that took the leap of faith and regretted it. No, I don't regret it. I don't regret it
0: at all. But I just like to add that little caveat because what's good for me, isn't necessarily good for everybody else. And they have to make their own decision. I, if you work in one of these places, fucking leave. I think you should totally fucking leave. But you, that's your decision. You have to live with it. And so I I understand why people choose to stay. You've got two
1: options, right? When you're, this is the question I get. My agency sucks. Well, let's talk about a few things. Does it look like it's going to get better? Is this guy going to be gone? Blah, blah, blah. Is the next guy a fucking asshole and it's just going to be continuing assholes? Uh, how about this? You have two options. Uh, you can either stay and conform and be miserable or you can fucking leave. And that's your options. And there are no other options. Those are the variables that you can control. You can't control who the next captain is going to be, who the next chief is going to be, who the next lieutenant is going to be. You are not in control of that. You can't control that the next place you go to, if you decide to go, you're going to lose Saturdays or you're going to the Monday through Wednesday sh- uh, days off for the first four years. Like there's a give and take, brother. There is, some, there is some time of give and take. You know, you left an agency, you live in a whole different state. You don't have law enforcement credentials. If you get stopped, I don't know, you know, whatever. Like there's a give and take with the decisions you got to make. But what I can tell everybody is the best decisions I've ever made in my life were the ones I was scared of the most. I am a girl, listen, it's real. And um I interviewed a girl last night. We need somebody here for for to do additional administrative work. We're just very busy and there's so much goddamn work to do. And I can't overburden people who are getting stuff put on their plate who already have things to do. So I'm like, we'll just hire somebody else. So uh it was she was a referral, a very strong referral. Seems like a grand slam home run. I was told before I got on the phone with her, that she hates her job. She's miserable. She has no growth potential where she's at. She's bored out of her mind. She's it's, it's She just hates it. I get on the phone with her. She's like, I've heard nothing great about you and nothing, but great things about you and the company. I'm like, so good. We're changing the world and it's so much fun here. And the team is so good. And I get rid of people who suck and no offense, Larry. Uh, and <laughs> <laughs> you know, dude, it was the distance. It's hard to If you saw things, it was a long distance. It was tough. It was tough. We tried it and I I set it up that way. We'll we'll try it out. See if it works anyway. So, um, 40 minutes, uh, I'm like telling her about my life. She's like, that's great. And I'm like, she's like, this sounds so good. It's amazing. I can't believe this opportunity. Uh, I can't believe it. And I'm like, what do you make now? She's like, I'll pay you more. And she's like, Oh my God, that's great. And like her best friend works here. And like all these things went on. I'm like, this is great. I'm like, so when are you going to start? She goes, well, give me a day to think about it. So last night, that conversation, and I'm not mad at her. I was like, it's a good day. But I got to know tomorrow because I need somebody right away. Uh, but I said to myself, this is the prime example of people allowing fear to dictate correct decisions in their life. Literally, the only thing that she's scared about is change. And so she may stay where she's at and be miserable. Because of what? Because the fear of the unknown. But I got to tell you, the river of fear, man. There's, a, there's, a, I, I forgot where I read this in a book or in a, uh, in a podcast or wherever it was. But we talk about the river of fear, and if you could imagine your mind, this man standing on the bank of a river, and there's a, there's a cloud, and it's like, a, like a foggy morning, and you can't see beyond the river, and he's standing on this riverbank, can't see how far, how wide the river is, has no idea where it ends because he can't see beyond it because of the fog. And he sits there and he's debating and he's debating and he's debating. And um, he finally, he, he's saying to himself, what, you know, how long is it going to take me to swim? What if the other side's worse? What if there's nothing there? And you know, essentially, in your mind, you could imagine two people, one who make a decision and one who doesn't, and the decision to go forward and one who does not. And in the story, it talks about the man getting into the water and beginning to swim, not knowing what to expect. And what he realizes, he goes through this fog. The river wasn't as wide as he thought it was. And he comes up the other side and it's paradise. It's literally everything he's ever thought about in his life. And he's in paradise. And the other guy essentially walks away back into this gloomy, rock-ridden area. And just, you know, if you could imagine what that looks like. So the guy literally goes to the river, swims across against his fear, and found the best thing he'd ever imagined in his life, everything he's ever wanted. And the other guy remains scared, sitting on the other side of the river
0: there's definitely a moral to that story, but I, and I don't want this to sound like I'm having an argument with you because I I generally, I generally agree with what you're saying, but everything in law enforcement is a risk assessment, right? So when you, you know, you're trained to kind of assess all the risk of, you know, what you're going into and all that stuff. I, I get why people don't take that leap of faith. I would never dog them for it. I took that leap of faith. I I'm, I'm still swimming through the river, brother. I'm still trying to see what, you know, paradise is going to be on the other side, but I just, I, I think, you know, and kind of going into, and I'm not dogging you, but I think there's kind of this attitude in law enforcement where, you know, there's basically, we'll use this as an example, but there's tons of other things, but this like, well, if you work somewhere shitty, then just fucking leave. And then there's this like, well, uh, you know, my family's happy and, and all this stuff, like there has to be a happy medium in all of this I agree. You've got to take all the factors of what you you're have going to take to everything in together. And I'll never dog somebody for leaving because, you know, some guys are like, well, you're a fucking coward for leaving. I've had that shit. Well, you're a coward. You shouldn't have left. You're going to tell me I'm going to go to work every day of my life and be miserable and want to eat my gun. Go fuck yourself. You're not somebody I'd eat in my life.
1: Right. But then I've had, you know, y- you have the other side of that too. So I, I just think. Did y- you see the meme well, that I made that said the grass isn't always greener unless you're standing in the mud? Yeah. Right? There's is, no yeah. grass. Grass is going to be greener. If you're yeah, in the just, fuck, if you're in South Chicago, where they're shooting cops like it's going out of style, and you're making sixty eight thousand dollars a year, but the overtime's good, right? like, or like, and your 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 town will hang you and send you to prison faster than they send gun toters to prison. Oh, absolutely. Like, Hey man, you're insane. In what? my opinion, you're insane for
0: leaving, but I'm not going to dog you for making, or for staying, but I'm not going to dog you for making the decision to stay. If that, you I'm think not that's here to right cast for judgment.
1: You. I'm here to just be a, a voice to help guide people. And, you know, people have said to me on countless times, Larry, um, <laughs> the, that I needed to hear you and I moved and it was the best thing I have not once in me saying this stuff, had one person said to me, I made a mistake. I should have never left. They all say the same thing. The only people that ever say I made a mistake are the people that went for the money. They left a good administration. They left a good department to go make more money. And they said that was the biggest mistake of their life. That is a great point you brought up because I'll I'll say this one till I'm blue in the
0: face. If you join for money, you made a mistake.
1: This and by the way, I also money. argue that there's gotta be a happy medium too, right? I don't no, think- No, no, you should no, I get that. that. I mean,
0: like you shouldn't, you know, like you're talking to guys in Alabama that make, you know, four bucks an hour. That That's wrong too. I mean, you get what you pay for too. There, right. I think there's a debate there, but I, I'm just saying, like you know, if you're jumping ship to from a great place to make a couple bucks more, it's yeah, you're probably great. not going to work out
1: for you. It's insane, and and I with technology with the internet, my wife's uh, friend is over on New Year's Eve. She goes, "I'm killing it at night on uh, doing Grubhub orders." I go, "What do you mean?" She goes, "I make like she's like I make two two fifty at night, and I run like three four hours. I make two hundred fifty dollars on on Grubhub." I'm like, "You serious?" She's like, "Yeah, I'll just grab, I'll just." Turn the app on and start running. Because I run into a pizzeria, I grab stuff, I drop it off the house, and I'm gonna see people. They tip me. She goes Christmas Eve we made like four hundred bucks in like five hours running GrubHub in her fucking Hyundai. You know what I mean? So don't tell yourself this romantic story of like. Especially in these states where the variable of difference in pay is five, seven thousand dollars. Now New Jersey's a little different. You've got police departments in South Jersey who are typically lower paid making $70,000 less a year than some of the top-paid police departments in New Jersey as patrolmen. You got places at like 90 and people that want like 165 for patrolmen. Real stuff. So, I it's
0: mean... You no, know, no, I didn't it, mean to cut you off, but I mean, that's another thing as a society we have to look at is why aren't we paying our cops a livable wage? You know what I mean? Uh, you know, I was looking out here for jobs. <laughs> I'll tell you what, if I get into law enforcement out here, it's it's definitely not for the money. It's because I want to do it. That's yeah, it. That's terrible. I could go make way more money doing a lot of other things. I mean, I'm not far off from this from making the same amount of money I would as a cop, and it's not good. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, it's it's crazy. You know they how much is expected out of law enforcement for how little they're willing to pay, and that's that's really right on taxpayers. Honestly, you're electing people that aren't paying cops. You know you get it, it's you get what you're paid for, right? You go to Walmart and you buy a shitty treadmill. It's going to fall apart in six months. You buy it one for a couple thousand dollars, you're going to have it for a lifetime. So there you go.
1: Imagine imagine what you would get. And again, this is completely insane. Obviously, it's unaffordable. But imagine the kind of people you would get if you're paying cops a quarter million dollars a year. Oh, imagine. Insane. Yeah, you would get literally the creme de la creme. What you're happening is it's just the opposite. The good ones are going, this ain't worth it. I'm fucking out. And other people are like, I need a job. I'll take it. And that's what you get. That's what you get. You know what I mean? I mean, listen, we say these things with the intention to resolve, not to razz and to got to point out the fucking problems in law enforcement for things to improve. And you know what, dude, for every one person, that's like, fuck this guy. There's like 250 people who are like, no, that's that's good shit, dude. Because we wanted to say that and it makes a lot of sense. So I'm not saying, you know, I'm just, I'm here to give perspective. I'm here to be a voice of reason and try to guide and overall at this company for for law enforcement officers we really see ourselves as kind of older brothers and sisters to try to give you some good guidance after most of our instructors at this company have 20 plus years of experience and we're younger you know we're all in our 40s and, and late 30s and stuff so we're a younger generation we were uh, gen xers i guess were we gen xers uh i'm technically a millennial which i
0: hate to admit but I ident- I identify as a Gen X. I don't know if yeah. that
1: counts. Well, we'll we'll lie in.
0: Thanks, man. I I was seeking that permission for a long time, so I'm glad I, yeah, I just, got you, it.
1: Yeah, you you earned it today, Larry. Anyway, I think we had a good conversation, brother. I mean, if you're not following poorly made police memes, it's just the best, dude. I like I love it so much, and I'm just like, damn it, that one's so goddamn good. Larry's at it
0: again. We'll see if you know if you weren't running this company, you'd have more time for memes, dude. I just yeah. I I watch a fucking 18 month old and I fucking make memes, man. That's my <laughs> life right
1: now. Oh, bro. The it's so funny. Uh, we are now having meetings and inviting our instructors in to watch what goes on at this company. People have no clue the dynamic and the amount of tenacity it takes and time consumption with running an entity that's growing at this speed and as large it is as it is now. You know, we're it's 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 time consuming. And I try to really carve out a lot of time to do, I'm like, all right. Two funny memes. Get them out. Then it brand build, brand build, brand build. And then we're working. With, we're, we're, kill, we're doing really well on TikTok right now. Um, So I'm like spending a lot of time on TikTok and self-education. Do so you, you do the dancing videos on TikTok or who does those? I did one. And I just, I'm like, I don't want to do them anymore. Can I just, I'll do like the head bob thing and shit, I guess. Don't, don't, don't do that, man. Don't do that. Yeah. Don't be that guy. Well, here's, here's what happens. This is, and here's a little hack for everybody. When you have to follow the trends on TikTok to get trending. Because the algorithm, how it's built is they want people doing the same thing. So some something starts to take off and you're not doing it, you're not going to get trending videos. We try to do things where, I don't know, check out our TikTok account. You'll see what we're trying to do. It's so I, I don't funny, have a man.
0: I, I've been thinking about getting a TikTok just to... I, I have a big problem with dancing cops. I think you should be out looking for dope instead of dancing on your patrol car. That's just me. I think
1: guys and girls are doing it off-duty.
0: You know, If I think they're doing I off-duty, be- that's on them. But I yeah, just... Yeah. You know, I'm that's uh, that's my boomerism of the day. I'm not a big fan of that, but anybody that follows my page knows that.
1: If you're on TikTok, it's now switching from the dancing a lot into other things that are more practical. Uh, we razz some defense attorneys on there. We like to fuck with them a little bit. Uh, we stitch videos. So we'll do stuff like where we found something. There was one yesterday we did where it was a woman who's like a counselor in a simulator. She's like, "Sir, the guy's like, I'm gonna kill my kid," and she's like, "Don't do it." <laughs> and I'm like, "Yeah, not that easy, huh? Not that yeah. easy to show up to a guy holding a baby, a knife to a baby's head." What are you Weird. doing? And she's like telling the other, like the cop shows up in the scenario and she's like, go back, get away. I've got this. And I'm like, cool. What happens when the fucking guy stabs this kid in the fucking head and we didn't shoot him? Ugh. Yeah, what happens then? Right? Counselor fucking liberal fucking jerk off. Wait, are you saying that sometimes there's evil
0: people that do evil things and we have to take action to prevent them from doing evil stuff?
1: Could you imagine? Could oh you imagine God. what the police were trained to do? Oh my gosh!
0: And by the way, I think I think we need to improve. I'm not arguing that, right? Oh no, they, I mean, there's been plenty of shit that's come out over the last couple of years
1: that reflects very poorly on law enforcement. Yeah, sure, and that's why we're 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 making a resolve here, absolutely we're on a training company.
0: Yeah, and that's Literally. the other thing is don't, God, you know the thin blue line thing, but don't defend dumb shit. Like, what's wrong is
1: wrong. You know what I mean? I, I well, one thing know. I want to say about that, Larry, is that like I also don't know the other side of everything. So like recently there was this video that came out and people were sending me like what do you think about it and I go I don't know the other side of it. Well, that's right? exactly I it. I mean,
0: you can't make it a decision off of thirty seconds. But I mean, if the facts are out and you're like, oh holy shit,
1: okay, the guy screaming that I'm on that traffic stop was at Virginia or something like that, where he's like, I'm a specimen, right? Remember? I haven't. Seen, I don't know if I've seen that one. Yeah, come on, the guys they do like the fucking memes about him. He's like in the window. He's like, you're smoking weed. He's like, I'm oh yeah,
0: smoke. oh okay, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that guy's a legend. I mean, it's not professional, but a
1: legend right now. We know there is no. I can have empathy with what he may have been going through mentally. I had been through some things and I've acted out of my character when I'm going through. So I'm with that. But we know looking at that, that nothing can ever warrant, you know,
0: that. Right. I, made that, I made that point on my podcast last night is towards the end of my career, I was just basically trying, I was having fun, but it wasn't professional. I was doing shit like that, not to that extent. And I woke up one day, I'm like, this is something that I should, ne- there's no excuse for this. Mm-hmm. I'm the professional, right? Just because I've lost my cool and I don't give a fuck doesn't mean
1: I need to be doing things like that. And yeah. the professional shows up and acts like a professional. Yep, absolutely. And it takes a uh, a commitment to act like a professional. Anyway, I got to go run a company, Larry. Okay, I'm going to sit in my basement and make memes. So <laughs> Yeah, I'm looking at the at the rafters um and all the carvings into your rafters there. To think about how many how much do you how many Budweiser tall boys do you think were drinking drunk in that basement over fucking 60 years? I
0: don't know, man, quite a few. I mean, there's quite a few. I actually found porn in the rafters uh not too you long did. ago.
1: 70. It like, yeah, it's awesome, dude. Big yeah. bush. Yeah, yeah, the pages are all stuck together now. It's awesome. So tor- Torpedo boobies and all that stuff that was back that was in back in the day. Yeah, what happened to those? They just go away? or I don't know. I, I think if you look close enough, you'll find some. Mm. But I think there's options now. You can just get shit fixed.
0: <laughs> yeah, I
1: guess so. You can put tits on a credit card. <laughs> 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 anyway, uh, guys, I so got poorly made police memes and um, always a pleasure, man. We'll do this again. It's a blast. All right, man. I'll, I'll a talk A lot, lot of fun talking. I'll see you, buddy. See you, bud.